are listening to I Feel For You. I'm Dion, a creative coach, yoga teacher, writer, DJ, amongst other majigs, but mostly a human being, exploring being, hopefully with you, in this kind of conversation, aka a podcast. This week we are exploring how we honour our journey, with a focus, I suppose, on rituals for the winter time. I hope it's useful. In life we're often doing, achieving, making, creating, producing, running, seeking, developing, exploring and so on. There tends to be less emphasis on being. Taking into consideration what we're achieving right now. Yes, right this second. You, human creature of excellence and wonder. How do we get more balanced and present and intentional in the everyday? Appreciating the moments, the process, the details and the messiness that makes life what it is. Even when we are doing stuff, perhaps reaching the end of something or ticking off a to-do list, The moments when we complete stuff, however big or small, are often overlooked as we tend to already be seeking out what's next. It's this mountain we're climbing, like forever, and it's not letting up. It's a bit like an old crush of mine, Sylvester Stallone in Cliffhanger. I know, that was unexpected, right? I preferred him in Demolition Man, to be honest. More robots, more sci-fi, more fluids. Anyway, there's always going to be more stuff we could do because is anything ever really done? Or are we perpetually unravelling layer upon layer of doing? That's another story. But how about taking a moment right now to appreciate this exact point on your life mountain, to take stock and say, yeah, I'm right here, still out on these streets, surviving, making, creating, facing each day and challenge and thrill with might and tenderness in the best way that I can. I don't know, but I do believe we can influence the tempo we climb our mountains, the dulcet grunts and groans we might make along the way, the snacks we have on the road and how we choose to honour our journey. How do you stay present and intentional in your day? I'm into rituals, so I thought I'd offer you an episode that explored my personal morning routines for the winter. I've just got back from what was a dreamy winter warmer retreat in Brighton, hosting amazing people with lots of cosy times, loads of yoga and movement and explorations and space making adventures and meditation, divine food, loads of creative activities and rituals to gear folks up for the new year whenever they decide they want to start their year because, you know, we create our own rules. For more on that and New Year madness, perhaps listen to episode four. I will link you in the show notes. The retreats I lead really tend to be about sharing many of the tools and techniques that I use every day that help me out in different seasons and things that offer me focus and clarity and feel good and taste good, obviously. 
and the morning rituals are always popular with people, so I thought I'd share mine with you today. Of course, it goes without saying that this is stuff that I've been trying out for myself over the last 10 years or so. I find rituals really help me to carve in moments of space in the day as well as self-care, prioritising it, which can be easy to slip up on. They can also be a good check-in and foundation to start the day off right, intentionally, as you want it to be, designing your mornings. So I hope that you can take what you need and leave the rest and perhaps also share your own rituals with me, if any. So first up, an acknowledgement that winter mornings can be really hard if you live in a temperate environment such as the UK. Simply, there's less sun, which means there's less energy and usually more time needed for rest. Like bears and other hibernating creatures, there's a reason in nature why we require more rest and more sleep. So let's take some tips from them and be resourceful with our energy. My morning routines really start the night before, to be honest. Getting enough rest. So I tend to have an evening routine that initiates sleep, for example, bath time, reading time, no screen time and so on. I find those things all really help, especially with things like the screen. I realise that, especially in the winter, when the nights draw in a lot earlier, we might not be able to just log off and go and sleep in a cave like a bear at 4pm. And so we're likely to be using our screens, our phones, computers and so on, which tend to um, emanate quite a strong glare, which can interrupt our natural rhythms. So I find that using apps like uh, Flux for the desktop, which is really great, really help and flux what it does it's kind of set to sync with the sunrise and the sunset and it will adjust the color of your screen so that when the sun does go down you'll have a slightly more yellowy orange tint to the screen so that yeah your natural rhythms are a little less disturbed and Also, there's a setting on the iPhone if you use one, not sponsored, and I think it's called nighttime or something, and you can put that on and it will adjust so that automatically your screen will also adjust in a similar way. I will link both of those things for you in the show notes in case you're interested. And also, with regards to sleep, I realise there's a lot of folks out there who struggle with insomnia I've definitely been through that too I have a blog post on that in case it's useful for you as well as some yoga videos too if you're interested so I'll link those in the show notes for you so let's move back to the morning So in the mornings, I don't usually set an alarm unless I have an important meeting or a meeting. Um, And I know that I'm really lucky in that way, but I've kind of trained myself to have a sort of personal alarm, I guess. It's just my body is used to certain rhythms, I suppose. And I guess that's why rituals really help me. So my body clock tends to understand when it's time to wake up. That is, of course, unless I'm struggling with anxiety, which happens. And in those cases, my friends, I take extra gentle care of myself. 
And also I've got a series of yoga videos for anxiety if you need. So please check out the show notes for more on that. There's kind of meditation style stuff. There's movement stuff. There's breath work. So I really hope that helps. So meeting the morning from wherever you're at is important. And ideally we want that to be a good place. So if it's a work day for me, and to be honest, each day tends to be because I work for myself and I'm still working on getting my Oprah day down. Oprah day, by the way, is my Sunday's off day, which is a little out of sync at the moment since it's been an event heavy autumn winter, but I'm working my way back to it. So each work day, each work morning, tends to begin with me reaching for my phone. Yes, I know. I will check in on Instagram usually, black Twitter, some kind of animal meme, and then I'll take my thyroid medication. So for those of you who don't know, I was diagnosed with an underactive thyroid a few years ago, which essentially meant I changed many, many things, and I became obsessed with exploring self-care. It also meant that I had to implement massive changes and that included prioritising rest and taking my sleep routine really seriously. I also removed a lot of stuff from my diet. I added new stuff to my diet. Um, Some of you might remember when I gave up coffee. um, I also gave up sugar and for a time gluten. Anyway, those of you with underactive thyroids, there's loads of resources online do your own research and of course speak to your doctor and also let me know your thoughts and tips in the comments and if you're interested in me doing a blog post or a podcast talking about hypothyroidism do let me know. So we're still in bed at this point, medication check along with a big glass of water, then to oil pulling. So oil pulling is a technique that is used as a form of cleansing, I suppose. Essentially, it's putting some oil in your mouth and holding it in your mouth and probably swilling it around, kind of like you'd do with mouthwash, except you're holding it in your mouth for quite a long time, usually on average around 20 minutes or so. I know it sounds weird and I'm going to link you up with some details in the show notes. However, I've been oil pulling now for hmm, maybe a couple of years and I found it really beneficial on so many levels. As I say, always do your own research. However, in my own experience, I found it's really helped with my tooth and gum health. My dentist is kind of flabbergasted at what I do with my dental hygiene routine and I really put it down to obviously flossing and cleaning, but having this oil pulling routine every morning. I also find that in the mornings, it's a really nice segue into my day. It gives me this sort of silent, weird, mouthwashy opportunity to go a bit inward. It's kind of like a meditation, if you like. So I find that it's been a a really interesting process. There's lots of theories behind the benefits of oil pulling. And again, I will link you in the show notes. Um, It's seen as a kind of cleansing or detoxifying ritual. And it's used a lot in Ayurvedic medicine. Ayurveda 
It's simply, I suppose, yoga sister science. And people have used it for health reasons for many, many years. As I said, really useful to do your own research with this. And also a note that you don't swallow the oil, you just hold it in your mouth, swill it around and then eventually spit it out. You can use different types of oil. At the moment, I'm still using coconut oil because I'm lazy from the summer. I still haven't switched it over. The texture can be a bit weird. Um, so probably wouldn't recommend in the winter starting with coconut oil because, you know, in the winter, coconut oil gets hard and then you've got to kind of work it into this more fluid texture. Sesame oil could be something for you, but there's so many different types of oil that you can use. Olive oil could work. So if you've got that in your kitchen, maybe you could try with that and just see how that goes for you. So as I said, it's up to about 20 minutes or so. It varies for me because I tend to then take a movement yoga practice whilst I'm oil pulling. I know it's strange, but sometimes that's just how my rituals roll. So I might be between 20, 40, 50 minutes oil pulling. But bear in mind, I've been working up to this for some time. So if you're just starting out, maybe a minute, maybe five minutes and just see how you get on from there. Of course, these rituals are meant to be accessible. I don't feel there's any point in creating rituals or adding them to your daily routine if they're going to stress you out or just be really annoying and cumbersome and expensive. So if there's something you've got lying around that isn't toxic, obviously, maybe have a go with that. As I said, I use coconut oil because I've just been using that most of this year. And coconut oil is something I've always got lying around in the house. It's our staple cooking oil, a makeup remover. I use it for salt scrub bases. I use it in my hair as a conditioner and also ashy rescuer for my skin in the winter when I need it. So that's why I use coconut oil. So don't at me with, you know, hate mail from... Ayurveda community thanks so moving on pulling for around 20 40 50 minutes when I'm oil pulling I'll take some movement practice yoga rolling around on the floor rolling around in my bed if I'm feeling extra tired um you know what I mean don't you I mean well you know like movement movement that feels good or being still if I need more of that in the morning and I think that's really the key in having a daily yoga practice for me I tend to prefer having my practice in the morning I find that it kind of sets me up especially in the winter when it becomes more difficult to kind of get going just having that little time out um, to just focus and get things moving get things flowing really has been so helpful for me but also I think it's worth saying that starting my home yoga practice was one of the hardest things I ever did in my yoga relationship. It took me around 10 years to get there and now I'm eight years in and feeling very grateful for it. I find that having this time out to connect to myself really helps me to tune in with what I need and no matter the season I think that it's useful for all of us to really try to sink in as much as we possibly can. So in the winter, bearing in mind that 
a lot of nature as kind of going back into the earth or it's going very inward, it's hibernating, it's sort of shutting down, the leaves aren't there anymore, there's not really much new growth, there's this kind of energy that's focused very much on um, regenerating, even though we can't really see it underground, we know that that's what's happening with the trees and the plants and so on. Also with the animals, they're stocking up their energy so that they can come back out in the spring and do their thing. So that rhymed, wasn't intentional, but um, we have a lot to learn from nature. And that's why I really enjoy Ayurveda, because it's very much about sinking, sinking more with nature and using ritual and other stuff to do that so movement for those of you that are struggling to start a yoga regime or that sounds really harsh doesn't it those of you that are struggling to start a yoga practice at home on your own please be reassured that it has taken me a really long time to do it and that I think the biggest hurdle to it is the idea of having a home yoga practice. That sounds a bit ambiguous, but I guess what I'm trying to say is remember that you can begin any time. Take the pressure off of yourself for this practice to be defined by anyone else or the expectation that it needs to be any particular way. Um, so if you need more encouragement on that, please go to episode one of this podcast. Just do the damn thing already. And also, if you're looking for a, an accompaniment to your practice, like a video um, to support you, I've got your back. So if you type in yogawithdion.com and also check the show notes, you can find all my yoga videos on YouTube. And there's loads of different styles and lengths. And yeah, just have a look around let me know and if you've got requests send them over and I will do what I can so after my yoga practice movement practice rolling around on the floor whatever practice I'll take a short meditation to set me up for the day and I find this works best for me after movement as somehow it just feels more comfortable to be still when I'm feeling a bit more open in my body. Do you know what I mean? Of course, there's no right or wrong way to meditate. It's just about you getting comfortable with the way that you want to do it. So some people like to meditate in silence. Others prefer a guided meditation. You can sit up, you can lie down, you can make weird shapes and move around. You don't have to be still. So again, please be reassured that if you are thinking of starting a meditation practice, you can craft and create it in your own way. Also, I've got a couple of audio meditations too, if you're interested in starting a practice with guided meditation. If you're interested in that, let me know and I will get that to you. There's also loads of free apps available. I mean, I'm sure you know this. I think Headspace is probably the most popular one. They do a free trial. That's definitely worth checking out if you want to kind of develop a daily habit of it see how that goes if you've got tips for apps let me know and I will share them with other people too also of course YouTube is a valuable resource so check that out 
Also, one of my favorite meditation teachers is Tara Brach, who does these really great talks on YouTube. She's also got a podcast and they're more like Dharma talks with meditations throughout. So if you're interested in a sort of longer experience, then I really recommend her. I will link her site for you in the show notes as well. So after meditation, I'll get rid of my oil, in the bin probably, and then have a warm lemon, honey, apple cider vinegar elixir. I know. There are conflicting arguments about the warm water and lemon in the morning versus warm water method. And I think life is really about exploring what works best for you in every way. And I really feel like this little lemon, apple cider vinegar and honey drink has felt beneficial in my morning routine makes me feel alive puts hairs on my chest and is essentially a little glug of wonder I don't tend to measure it really sometimes I have half a lemon squeezed in there sometimes a whole lemon I'll add a little bit of honey and I'll add a glug of the apple cider vinegar and then some warm water and then stir and then drink that's it and then into the shower And I'm usually a pretty quick showerer. Um, So simple cleanser for my face, soap, and then done. However, on really cold days, I really recommend a little help again with some oil. So mixing a base oil, be it olive oil or almond oil or sesame oil or something liquidy with some sugar or salt or better yet, use some old coffee granules. So if you drink coffee or someone near you drinks coffee, especially out of like a press canner, um, what's that in English? Cafetiere. Take those used granules and maybe add a drop or two of your favorite essential oil. Side note, mine probably would be mandarin with the coffee, if you're feeling it, and then mix it in some oil. And side note, essential oil can be any brand you like, because that's how I roll. And then rub this mixture all over your limbs just paying special attention to any places that need it and then when you rinse it off it should leave you with a divine sheen and I usually find that I don't have to moisturize afterwards so it's kind of like remember in the 80s the ready break advert then people had this kind of glow around them after they ate this porridge um not sponsored does ready break even exist I don't know but essentially you're just kind of creating this special lovely moisturizing skin shield see how that goes for you. So post shower, skincare is the one. Again, simple on my face at the moment. I'm using um, like a simple serum and then a simple moisturizer, nothing fancy. But if I am feeling fancy and I have the time, you can make your own face mask. Just whip up a little avocado, put it on the face, can be very nice and nourishing fats for the winter olive oil also honey can be great bases for masks I don't know go on Pinterest have a little google if you're feeling indulgent because in the winter it can be nice to give our skin some extra nourishment oh and also a special shout out to the afro hair and skin company and they do the most luscious oil blend I think it's called flow And I really like it as a cleanser as I find it can be a bit too much as a face serum to leave on as I've got oily skin or combination oily. 
However, I know loads of people who do use it, so it could be worth checking them out. I will link you. So on to body. In Ayurveda, in the winter time especially, they really recommend a full body oil massage. Usually it's before the shower. However, I interpret that as post-shower oil rub. And here I just use whatever oil is handy, almond oil, maybe mix it with a drop or two of essential oil, whatever I'm feeling. And I will focus that particularly on hands and feet and also the joints. So really oiling the joints in a circular motion. You probably notice in the winter, if you are older than 25, you might start to hear the click clacking as the cold really gets into the bones. So it can be really nice to give the joints some attention. If you're doing it in the traditional Ayurveda way for winter, you probably want to warm up some oil. So you can heat it up like you would a baby bottle. So put some water in a pan and then put your oil within a safe container or bowl and then let that heat up a little bit and then use that when it's not too hot and massage it into your skin everywhere. Um, So circular movements on your joints, long movements, so kind of up and down movements on your longer bones, on the other bones, and then let it kind of soak into your skin for a bit and then jump in the bath or shower so that you're really letting those oils penetrate into your body. And in Ayurveda, they really believe that this helps support the tissues and boost your immunity and keeps you strong. And it's sort of like a preventative measure at this time of year, especially when people get colds and flu. So we know that our skin is the biggest organ on our body. So being protected there is usually a good idea. Also in Ayurveda, in the winter, autumn, winter, they do recommend something called nasia, which is essentially taking that sesame oil and just putting a little bit on the end of your fingertips like your little fingertips and then putting your fingertips into your nostrils and essentially sort of lubing up that area so again in the autumn winter when there tends to be a lot of people that are under the weather we might notice ourselves from going from the cold into warm places then back out again we might find that we have sinus stuff going on or simply that our noses may be running a bit more and then drying up and so on. And it's especially if we're traveling as well. If you travel via aeroplane a lot, it can be such a good idea to just simply coat, lube up the nostrils, the entrance to your nose so that you've got that moisturized, protected skin as opposed to it being dry and chapped and, you know, being more susceptible to stuff that's floating around if you know what I mean is that gross I don't know whatevs so after all that oily business I'll then put on my work uniform which sounds funny because it's me and my alter ego Ethel tends to like to create an outfit mood every day she's slightly diva-ish and likes to imagine herself as a kind of Eartha Kitt, Diana Ross character. However, practical me has found that a simple uniform really helps me to conserve energy for the other stuff. I tend to work from home a lot or head to my local coffee shop and I'll start my desk time with 
morning pages. I know this podcast is becoming a lot about morning pages, but they are a vital part of my morning ritual and kind of seal off the cleansing part of my day. It's kind of a chance for me to cleanse my mind in case there's any kind of leftover unhelpful residue lurking around. As usual, I will link you in the show notes on morning pages. Shuttle wrote a post about his relationship with morning pages with a guide on how you can incorporate them into your everyday and I recommend them to everyone. Do you do morning pages? Let me know. So I started doing morning pages, I can't remember now, maybe over 10 years ago was my first introduction to them via a friend and I kind of had an on-off relationship with them for many years and then eventually when I moved to Norway I decided to revisit the Artist Way books. So if you're not already familiar from me waffling about morning pages in the past, just a quick background. So the morning pages are a task created by Julia Cameron. Yes, she used to be married to James Cameron, who directed Titanic. There you go, fun fact. Anyway, she's an author, a creator in her own right, an artist in her own right, and has a series of books based on the 12-step program called The Artist Way. There's loads of these books and loads of kind of sub-books that have come out of these 12-step courses on creativity. Just have a Google and like go to her website and you'll be able to see them all there. I own quite a few of them, to be honest. They're all sort of structured in a similar way based on this 12-step model, but they have a kind of different approach to creativity. So I really recommend checking those books out. Obviously, take them with a pinch of salt. They're sort of written at a time, if you know what I mean. We can discuss this further if you like, but I think you'll know what I mean when you dive in. I always find that there's some inspiration there and each week you have a particular theme with tasks and suggestions and offerings for you to kind of go deep into your own journey with creativity and yeah I think it's useful for all of us to tap into that and to keep that flame burning so to speak. So morning pages are an essential part of the course and you're expected to do morning pages every single day of the course and beyond and so that's when I really took them seriously so I did the artist way course again when I moved to Norway and it really helped actually to do it with someone else it kind of keeps you motivated I think and then from there by the end of the course because you're so used to doing it every day I mean it's like rituals it's like habits isn't it you just start to find that oh yeah it just feels very natural to keep doing them and when I don't do them I find that there's a missing gap there's a gaping hole so to speak so yeah I've really kept them up since then and I find that they are just a wonderful alternative meditative tool do let me know if you do morning pages and if they help you or if you don't and you're interested in them let's talk and so that's it really obviously goes without saying that these are all morning rituals that are flexible so on days when I'm short on time I'll drop some of them or adjust them as I see fit and I think it's worth mentioning that 
winter can take its toll and really and truly if something isn't nurturing you best to let it slide whether that's rituals people things know what I mean conserve your energy take care of yourself stay hydrated and do you always so do you have winter morning rituals do let me know feel free to share in the show notes or perhaps talk to me on the socials is that what we call them I don't know you can find all the show notes as ever on ifeelforyoupodcast.com or find me on instagram you know the drill tell me how you feel on instagram i'm dion with seven underscores because i don't know why and <laughs> on twitter sometimes dion just with one underscore and also via my website dion.space so as always, all the stuff I mentioned in the show will be in the show notes, ifeelforyoupodcast.com. And if you're interested in working with me, I'm opening up two slots for creative coaching at the end of this month. That's January 2018. So get in touch if you want to find out more about how I can support you to get clear, focused and in flow. The link is in the show notes. So all that remains is to thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you also for all your lovely feedback so far on this journey. And if you dug this podcast, please consider subscribing and or giving me a review on iTunes because it really helps other like-minded good people to find the show. So until next time, take care of you. I feel for you.